check one two man what a time it is to be alive a lot of uncertainty a lot of confusion but more importantly hopefully a lot of getting back to what we were used to you know a lot of us uh took a lot of things for granted you know as far as your freedom as far as being able to move around you know me for one with this whole coronavirus and since we've been quarantined for those who've been staying inside and you know sometimes i say to myself who knows what's next you know and i look at italy and it brings tears to my eyes and all across the world i just seen an 18 year old girl that said that she passed away and 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 you know people of all ages it's not just for older people as people thought and then you look at our president of the united states and how he you know leads this and not something to be proud of to be honest with you you know I, I truly don't understand how, you know, in a time of need, in a time of to, you know, lead people and, and bring up people's spirits that that is not happening. So, you know, at the end of the day, I say we come together as one and and we help each other lift each other up. And, and that's why it's so important to check on your loved ones. And, and not only because of what's going on now, hopefully I always told you as we're getting older, so are they. But throughout this whole coronavirus thing, you know, people staying inside, it made me really realize, you know, I'm a type of person, I'm always on the move. I always put on the road again. I'm always moving. So now it's like I'm sitting still. I'm losing my fucking mind. I wrote the other night on uh, my Twitter, I wrote uh, that I've been drinking so much wine, so much Malbec that my lips are stained red. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of like scary because there's a lot of friends of mine who own businesses and me, my, like myself that is involved in a lot of companies and a lot of entrepreneurship projects. It's like, we know we have projects, but do we know that we could do them again? And when, and is it two months? Is it three months? Is it six months? Is it two weeks? And I keep on saying this, but the uncertainty has me saying like, what's going on? Like, and it's kind of scary. And that's why I want to send, like last week, I want to send blessings and love to everyone. And there's a lot of people, I mean, uh, salutes and blessings to Slim Thug. I want to keep him in our prayers. I mean, he said that he came out and he was, uh, you know, positive for coronavirus. And there's a lot of people that know people, you know, in our circles and people who are listening. So listen, to Italy, to India, to, uh, uh, you know, Spain to across the United States to worldwide. I send my love. I send my blessings. I send my prayers. You know, I've been dying to go over to my parents. I can't even go over. I, Mike, I don't know how it's been so hard to tell my son baby premium. I can't even go to my grandmother, you know, his grandmothers and grandfathers. Anyway, listen, I think there'll be better days ahead. You know, I don't want to get, if, you know, if Pastor Pete's going to get on down, then, you know, it's going to be a bad day. So let's stay, let's stay focused Let's take this time to to enjoy with our families. A lot of people want to create content. And I get it. You know, I'm still, obviously, there'll be new Premium Pete shows every week. And on Instagram and Twitter, uh, you know, I'm doing a bunch of different things. But, you know, I'm not trying to recreate the wheel. Or I guess I'm just trying to enjoy the time with my family because I'm always on the run. I'm always traveling. I'm always on the move. And even though this is not what I wanted as far as for families and people to die and people to be affected, but this is like a sign from God to be like, yo, sit down for a moment. But, uh, you know, internets, if you're working on something and, you know, keep on working on it. This is the best time. You know, create projects, take the time, take the moments, take the hours, take the strategizing, 
Take the time. Call a friend. Don't be afraid to call upon someone. Be afraid that you didn't ask for help. A lot of people, that's a problem with a lot of people. They fail. They rather fail and not ask for anybody's advice or help than actually asking for advice or help and wind up saying, oh, shit, I didn't even know. I, and then be able to save something or, or, or help something or help further something. So, Internets, listen, again, you know, throughout this uh, crazy time and, and this uncertain time, I send my love and I send my blessings to you and your families. Now, shouts to everybody who checked out last week's episode with the one and only, the podfather, the co-founder of Loudspeakers Network, Chris Morrow. Now, listen, whenever I do those episodes, it's really special. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you check it out. It is literally, if you're looking to start a podcast, have a podcast, learn more, excuse me, learn more about podcasting, learn more about the advertisement world of podcasting and networking, anything you want to learn about podcasting, we do those episodes every year. I think that's our fourth year we did it. And we kind of like focus on what's what's changed and what's going on within the year it's in. So it's the podcasting in 2020 with Chris Morrow. If you haven't checked it, I, I suggest you do. You know, now we already spoke about coronavirus and, and, and everything that's been going on. We spoke about last week's episode. Now, before that, I do want to say we're on every streaming platform. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. And of course, I've been building it up. So I want you to go. If this is the first time you're listening, welcome. If if this is you know somebody from day one, I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone. But more importantly, the day ones, they already know. People listening now, we're on YouTube. Subscribe to the Premium Petro. Rate. You know, leave a comment. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You never know who's going to be on the Premium Petro. It could be anybody from an actor to an artist to an entrepreneur to a, a great story, an athlete. We're going to keep on doing it. And once we get out of I got a bunch of episodes, um, you know, that I have in the can. And once we're able to start, you know, getting out more, we're going to do a bunch of different things this year. So, you know, I, I really appreciate uh, everybody who has been tuned into the Premium Pete Show, who appreciates, who sends me DMs, who sends me emails, you know, keep them up. I really appreciate it. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, do things, especially in journalism. And a lot of people look for shock value and, and, and to have like... Somebody say some crazy shit and not get them. Nah, man. I really like to tell people's journey and, and show how much they're loved and show how inspiring their story are. And if that's not something that goes viral, it's all good because that's why I've been able to put myself in many buckets and be able to, uh, you know, make make something out of myself more than just a podcast springboard off of the podcast. And, and I want anybody to do that. And I suggest anybody, and I'll, I'll give you my information at the end of the episode, but hit me up. Hit me up to learn if you're hungry for that if you want to learn how to springboard you want to learn how to make more than just one thing and that's why uh i guess i'm a self-proclaimed uh, renaissance man but you know what let me uh shut up and let's work on getting to this week's episode and and i've been meaning to put this out for a long time we had problems with the audio we lost the audio, part of the audio we lost the video had to pay to get it uh, uh done again and recovered this is one of those episodes where I was like, oh my God, we may have lost everything and it made our way all the way back. I taped this episode a while ago, uh, maybe six, seven months ago with the one and only, the super producer, Amadeus. When I tell you this is a real good dude, and first of all, I want to po- uh, uh, publicly apologize for this taking so long. I've been meaning to you know, explain this to him of how you know, we almost lost this episode and then it came back and then, and then some parts were missing and... Internet, so let me tell you something. Amadeus is, is a super producer, super real down-to-earth great guy. 
I suggest if you don't know of him, check his catalog, check his work. And when you get to listen to this episode, you'll understand more, okay? But this dude has worked with with Puff Daddy uh, on Bad Boy, has uh, toured with Trey Songs uh, and, and, and been the producer, the drummer. I mean, listen, okay? There's not a thing that this dude hasn't done, okay? I think he's a Mets fan, but I'll, 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 I'm, you know, I'll let him go for that because, you know, it's only Yankees over here. But trust me, he's produced from, you know, everybody from Jennifer Lopez to French Montana, Trey Songs, Chris Brown, 50 Cent, Justin Bieber, Fabulous, T.I., Young Jeezy, uh, Tiger, Keisha Cole, Wale, Busta Rhymes. I mean, do I need to say any more? Okay. And, and also, in addition to that, you know, super producer Amadeus, multi-platinum recording artist, Trey Song. I already told you, he is, I forgot, I think it's, uh, I think he's his musical director. That's right. I think he's his music director and tour drummer. The dude just breeds music and has produced a lot of songs, has a lot of insights. Listen, whenever we have producers on the show, I always tell people, these are some of the best episodes because these dudes are behind the scenes making shit happen. I don't need to say no more. I want to say this again. During this coronavirus, internet, stay safe, wash your hands, stay inside, just protect your family, protect everything at all costs. And I present to you this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show with the super producer, Amadeus. Let's get to it. Cheer. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internets. Let's turn up one time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show was milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium pete show internet welcome back to another episode of the premium pete show this one has been a long time coming okay <laughs> i love when we do the uh uh i mean you're more than this but i love when we do producer episodes right uh people behind the scenes yes, sir. i feel like producers are are, are now coming to light mm-hmm. but we're always kind of like yo uh stay in the back no right. no, no they part of uh, the process you need to know who they are i mean yes, some sir. of the Greatest episodes I enjoy. Uh, shouts to Buck Wild. Man, uh, my mentor. Sh- right shouts to Lord Finesse. Another one. Uh, shouts to Pete Rock. Oh, uh, Legend. Uh, fuck, man. Shouts to Static Selector. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Scott Storch. I mean, listen, we have had so many uh, uh, producer episodes, and I'll be honest with you, I really love them um, because you, the producer is the key to so many things. And I remember, again, like I was just saying, I remember when people were saying, back in the day, you really didn't know who mm-hmm. they were. Right. right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, nowadays, a lot more people look for the wikis of who produced yes, this. And, mm-hmm. and I think we're still finding out uh, things that we didn't even know. Like, uh, before we started, we were watching the Scott Storch right. uh, when he right. did the mm-hmm. piano on the on the Premium Pete show. To this day, I remember after sitting down with him, I, I learned. I didn't know that he did the beat for. He produced "Let Me Love You." Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You start to learn that. I'm sure there's people that come up to you. Uh, anyway, Internet's Amadeus, <laughs> producer extraordinaire, Man. on the finally yes on sir. the Premium P Show. Thank you for having me, my brother. Mama made it. Definitely made it, Mama. Made the Premium P Show, Mama. I'm here. Yo, uh, uh, first of all, before I even get into, um, you know, your work, uh, you know. Just, just your catalog, uh, which is which is pretty extensive Thank these you, days. Brother. Thank you. One thing, and, and shout out to my brother A King. Yes, I, I want to bring this up to you. You know, I, I, 
I, for a while, it's like I said to myself, there's, in this industry, a lot of people take things personal. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you were trying, you know, you were saying you yeah. were trying to reach out yeah. for me for a while. Um, I remember seeing one one time and I had passed it to my producer. Okay. Then, I, I, you know, I told you I had junk mail. Right. Yes, I sir. recently yes, realized sir. that, you know, uh, um, in, you know, I had a tr- tremendous amount of requests on Instagram uh, when you do a DM. Point taken is this. You never once uh, uh, got upset. Right. Got angry. Right. Uh got mad, felt like, who the fuck are you, Premium right, Pete? Got you. Uh, right. And not only just Premium Pete, right. this industry yeah. that you didn't say, yo, I made songs with for J-Lo, right. for uh, Justin Bieber, yes, sir. for uh, uh, um, Chris Brown, Chris Brown Trey. Trey Songs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we'll get into it, but how do you, and I remember, it's funny, and the reason I say shouts to A-King is because I, I, when, when I spoke about you the other day and I brought you up, he, he's like, yo, uh, he mentioned that you're not only a humble dude, but a person that uh, is a good dude. And I remember when I hit you, the way you even wrote back, it's like almost you were talking to me. Yes, sir. Um, I was point, so hyped. Point, <laughs> the point I'm making is this. How do you, after being somebody who's done shit with a lot of people, right. and then maybe you could get overlooked or maybe you could feel like, yo, why didn't they get back to me in a timely manner okay. that I feel? Right. Or how, how, how do you not take that personal? For me, it's about timing, man. Yeah. I really feel everything happens in, it, in its proper time. And and it's funny, the way I looked at it wasn't, it was nothing negative about how I looked at it or viewed not be responded to. So I'm like, maybe he's not seeing it. You know, he's a big deal, especially a big deal to me, you know, someone that I respect and appreciate. Thank you, likewise. Who knows what the email trails look like, that, that you know, the requests that you're getting. You sure, know what I'm sure. saying? The amount of messages you're getting. So I just kept saying... Maybe he's not seeing it. Maybe, maybe it's you know he's not even checking it. Maybe it was someone on his team that's looking at it. Maybe they're not familiar. You know, sure, maybe sure, it's more sure. of a thing where because at the end of the day, there's always work to do. You know, so me producing for ninety artists, right? There's still like another ninety, another three hundred, another four hundred somewhere that I haven't worked with yet. So sure. it's a humbling thing as well. You know, and and and, and I don't take it in a negative light. I don't look at it like. Oh man, I'm you, or, or take anything against me or belittle myself. It's more sure, so sure. of timing, you know. So, you know, when you did respond and and what you said, I appreciate because you're like, yo, man, I, I missed it. You know, it was going. It made sense because I'm like, it's, from what I feel watching the interviews, I'm like, he's 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 pretty humble. He's cool, very down. Yeah, earth. sure. He's not just yeah, I'm like seeing fuck it come dude. in. Yeah, and yeah. Like nah, so. You know, when you, like you said, when you, when I saw the message, like it was in the morning, I was at the table, I'm chilling, you know, my queen is over and I'm like, babe, premium P him in. She's like, who the fuck is that? Okay. Like, she's like, she, we don't got no time she for premium P. She, she ain't, but she saw my excitement yeah, and was yeah. just like, that's good. Look, look, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that, that's good, honey. That's yeah. good. And it was just a dope moment <laughs> where I had stuff going and I was just like, when King hit me, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm moving everything. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm move this yeah, up. I'm gonna move yeah. this back. Yeah. You ready Wednesday? I'm gonna figure it out Wednesday. Yeah, yeah you know? for sure. And that's how it gotta be. And I, I say it all the time. Where no matter how much you accomplish, what success you have, there should be a level of humbleness that you should always be. There should mm. be a, le- a a level of excitement because oftentimes people succeed, right? And you and you reach a level or a plateau, and you and you like, yeah, I'm the man. I made it. Yeah, I'm sure, good. sure. But I've I've never lose sight of that. Like if Jay walked in here right now, Jay Z, I'm like, oh man, it's Jay. Like, 
you know, or Puff, you know, me being a hitman, like still to this day, a Puff, I'm like, and I will always remain that kid, that kid at heart that when they, when you meet your heroes or or people that you respect sure, and sure. appreciate, I'm the, no matter who I am and what I've accomplished, it's just like, man, I, I got to pay homage. And that's, that's just how I am, man. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you, 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 you saw the email and it finally came through. And you know I'm here, and 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 the response that I said, I mentioned it to you, time and and that's why I say never give up. Yeah, it's very cliche. You hear it all the time, but this is a true example of never giving up and being consistent and persistent. I felt like it might have been like a little overkill, so I was like, man, okay, I emailed them this week. Let me not email them again. Let me let a week or two go by. Email them again. It's probably been about a year. Mm. Of just me reaching out and seeing and watching episodes and just saying, man, I want to get on there, man, man, I want to get on there. And we're here, man. Man, mama, I made it. Made uh, it. Yo, so, so do you, do you, if your attitude is like that, do you feel, have you ever thought of a moment where you're like, you, you know, it helped your career thinking like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of people confuse talent and success and, and put in regards to putting them together. Like, Yes, you need to be talented to be successful, but there's levels to it. Like mm. everybody is not as talented as and may be successful or more successful than others. Mm. You know, I feel like relationships and just being cool. You know, I say it all the time touring with, you know, me touring with Trey Songs, like been touring with him 12 years. Damn. And yeah. And when I put the band together, you know, I put the band together of my brothers, you know, guys that I've played with for years, played in church with. So I've developed the relationship with. And it's like, now I'd rather be out with them. I could have went and hired whoever is considered the top musicians in the world that sure, play sure. with everybody. But sometimes those those guys or people, you might not want to be with them. I won't be on a tour bus with you for two months. I got to like you. I don't care how talented you are. You could be talented and be an asshole. And I would rather choose... Not not discrediting my guys. My guys are an amazing group of musicians. But say if, if I didn't choose them and I had to choose a whole new band or, or if I didn't have the opportunity to put them on, I would rather choose a band member or, or someone that's okay, that has the right spirit and energy, than choosing that person that's the illest drummer or the sure. musician in the world, but just an asshole and not a person that I need to be around. You know, So I feel like you know me being humble and me being the way my parents and my family raised me. I'm just being me, man. I'm just yeah. being me, and this is the only you know way I know to be. And this is just just be. Now you were born and raised where? Bronx. Bronx. BX. Stand up. Okay. BX. Yes, sir. Man, man. Uh, yeah. BX is uh, you know crazy thing is from being a Brooklyn kid, I didn't visit Bronx a lot. I, mean, I ain't visit Yankee Brooklyn, Stadium. Man. I ain't visit Brooklyn. Okay, man. well you <laughs> so you know so it, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> you from where you from? You stay where you from? There's a couple of spots. Even Queens is like that for me. You know. Yeah. The only time I really recognized Queens was uh, when school had Brooklyn and Queens Day, when we got a day <laughs> off. But Queen, but I, I've gone to respect over the years. But sometimes you know, when you stay to your borough, it's like yes, you sir. know, it's important. So you grew up with mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did mom do? Uh, my mom was a teacher, um, and unfortunately, she got hurt in a bus accident, mm. which allowed, which had you know, forced her to be a stay-at-home mom. My dad uh, was a banker, mm. so he worked on Wall Street, which we happened to be. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, right? of, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was kind of you know what what life was like. Very spiritual, church going. Church. We went to church every Sunday. Sunday, yeah. whether you wanted to go or not, you were there. I was dress up. You had to dress up. Oh too. yeah, I was an usher. Okay, and a lot of people don't know that I was an usher. Wore the black suit with the white shirt, black mm. tie. Mm. You know the shiny shoes, mm. spit yeah. shine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, and I go get your shine box. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yo, you know what's crazy too? The amount of influence church has mm. on artists. Yeah. You know, uh, some of your best singers. I mean, think about it. Uh, wasn't Whitney mm-hmm. Bertha through church? Beyonce, I mean, Aretha. Yeah. You know, just it's it's like the hub, man. It's like we were talking about it earlier. It's like where you can play and just be free and mm-hmm. be you. There's no right or wrong. There's no rules. They would say, you know, the pastor would say, play, play, play what's in your heart, son. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you would just. Play it, you know, and nothing where, where to go. organized. I mean, organized, but like structured too. But like, you know, it's different from reading and sight reading. You you know, when you when you sight reading as a musician, you're playing exactly what's on the paper. But in church, it's like, okay, here's a form, formula, here's the format. But if you feel a slick here or if you feel like chord there, you know, do it. It ain't frowned upon, you mm. know. So it's just the opportunity to just grow and, and to be inspired by other musicians and other singers. And so that's why the church birthed so many talent sure you know because it, it's 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 where you can figure it out mm. you know freely you know your you, your mom and pops uh big church goers yeah yourself obviously mm-hmm. because it had to be right you know do did you do you remember at that time did, did you know what you wanted to be like you're a producer right let's say let's say you've been doing producing uh, uh, music producing, mm-hmm. music directing, right? Uh, uh, drummer, right? Um, anything else we're adding here? I'm missing. No, you're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're but right the point I'm making is, when you were younger, mm-hmm. did, did did your parents want you? Are you supposed to be like a dentist, right, or a doctor, right, right? Like you know, you tell them because I'm sure uh, what people don't understand, especially in hip hop. Uh, and you being in a hitman, mm-hmm. I know you were like the youngest on there. Yeah, kind of like yeah. look at it. I, I mean, no disrespect, kind of like maybe the intern of the hitman at yeah. the time, right? Real like talk. maybe, yeah. like like yeah. The, the the what do you call that? The low low man on the totem pole, right? Because I came in when Danny D came mm-hmm. and day twenty six. Okay, okay, in. okay. So, so you got to earn your I was, stripes. Yes, yeah, so I was young. I was little when big and one twelve and faith. I was a little kid. Well, how does that for people listening? First of all, for people who listen, and I always say this, I'm gonna say it again. For people listening, what I love to do on the premium peach show, for people listening who know Amadeus, who know him as a producer, know right. some of his work, right. you're going to learn a little bit more. Right. For people who have no idea who you are, yeah. then you're going to learn about you. Absolutely. How does even somebody who's grown up in the Bronx, mother and father in church, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, how do you even get to being a, a part of the Hitman to produce right. for Puffy, right. to produce for, it was a bad boy, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. How does that even happen? Because that doesn't happen Man. for anybody. Right. And, you know, before, like at the beginning of the show, you shouted out Buck Wild. Buck Wild played a very important part in mm. my career. Um, family friend, my mom and dad knew him. I think, like, my mom's best friend, he was like a, the godfather or somewhere. And I kind of was like, Figuring, you know, getting get into music a little bit. And she kind of mentioned, hey, my, my son is like rapping and talking about he want to make beats. Can you talk to him and, and take him with you? And he said, yeah. Um, and I never forget it. Picked me up from the house, took me to the studio. Never been in the studio before. Seen the studio for the first time. Went, he went and played beats for Busta. Went and played beats for LL. Went and played beats for Missy. And I was just a fly on the wall, just watching, you know, how he's selecting the different beats to play. Playing it in the studio, the studio speakers is all loud and crazy. Mm. Missy and Busta reacting. Okay, I like this. Okay, go to the next one. I like that one. Starts writing the verse. I'm witnessing this, and I'm like, "This is it. This is it." And I was a teenager, you know. And I kind of came home that day and was like, "This is what I want to do. 
this is what I want to be. Mm. You know, my parents didn't understand it. They loved music, big time. OJ's, Marvin Gaye, sure. Kurt Franklin, Hezekiah Walker, all, all, everything. I had everything. But hip-hop, found upon. You know, my, my pops is a deacon. My mom is on the choir. I'm a usher. Don't sure. they cuss? Don't they be cussing? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, mom, but I'm making the music. I'm making the, you hear the beat? Like, that's me. No. So it was it was very tough for me to 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 go in that direction, man, because they didn't they didn't dig it. You think about it is you, you at that moment you had passion to become a producer, yeah. right? How long <laughs> until it became real where you made money where moms understood or man. pops understood what the fuck you were doing? I'm sure it was a gap yeah. for a long time, you know. It was, like, it was definitely a gap. Not a, I'm a not a huge gap. I'm gonna tell you why. And well, tell us also what was the one that. You know, made that, you know, right. happen. So I was so focused, though, Pete. Like, I didn't want to do nothing but make music, mm. you know, so. Did you ever have a job before that? Yeah, I, I worked at, I, and that's another thing. Like, I loved some of you. Like, as soon as I was able to work, I worked, you know. Mm. And before being eligible to work, I used to pack bags across the street at the supermarket. It was Pioneer. And I would probably make about 50 bucks a day in coins. Mm. Turn it over into dollars. Going home with $50 in my pocket. Stopping by the pizza shop, bringing home a pie of pizza mm. to feed the family. So I always had that hustler spirit in me. I wasn't one of those kids where it's like, okay, you're 16, you got to go work. It's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm out there. Saturday mornings, 6 o'clock in the morning, waiting for the store to open to get a line. You know, and that's who I was. So the gap wasn't really long, man. And 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 like I said, once I had that moment with Buck Wow, and then I just started making beats and making beats, making beats, it started coming together. And my first placement was Foxy Brown. Um, Foxy Brown was working on the Cradle to the Grave movie and soundtrack. And we landed, I landed that titled song to the movie and soundtrack. And that was my first placement ever, first time getting paid, anything. And that's how I started. The the the, the song was featured in the movie. Got to see, you know, the, got to hear the song I, I created in my living room on a big screen, credits roll at the end, see my name. The album went gold. So that's how I started. So most times you would say, you start this way, pressure, you know, to, okay, this is how you started. So what's next? Like, how do you sure, sure, outdo sure. that? And that was the mission, man. And after that was Lil Mo and uh, Cameron and, and, and. Um, yeah, but where are you meeting these people from? So that first session, there was a session I had with an artist named Nucci Rayo. He's from mm. New Jersey. Um, the song never came out, but that was. I don't say the placement because it wasn't released. So in that session, it was him and like three other artists. I forgot their names, but Don Poo was the A and R at MCA Records of that of that of Nucci. So Don Poo was in the studio. Manly Haley, mm-hmm. uh, who we know for managing Keisha Cole, um, D Dot mm-hmm. was in there because all of them had artists that was on the song. Yes, D Dot. Yeah. So that one Tell session, man, son. yo, that one session. I met like four old four or five OGs in the game. Mm. Back then we had the town ports. Okay, okay. Little youngin' running around, beaming everybody. Let me get your contact. Let yeah. me get your contact. Got everybody's contact. Every not CD, because I was on cassette tapes. Every beat tape I did, I hit them all up. Y'all got a new beat tape. I want you to hear it. And they were always responsive. All right, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Ah, it's all right. It's cool. All right, it's cool. And then it started getting doper and doper. And then I was always out at networking events. I would love beaming, man. 
Lumo. Explain for people who don't know what. what so a Tom Port pager was a pager that you had. Basically, it folded. It sat on your hip. You know, if you was popping, you had the platinum color. Yeah. The other color was like a blue or black, but I had the platinum, of course, platinum boy. And you would. It was a device that I would put along. Uh, another uh, device you put it together hold the enter button it would beam basically share your contact info with the other person it would go so me being a youngin that was fun so i would go around the room and it wasn't you know it was kind of fun to do so (laughs) me a little youngin running around saying hey i mean i'm a producer my name is amadeus can i beam you my contact information nine times out of ten people would say yeah so i was uh, creating all those relationships with my little time port now, for people listening, what does Amadeus even mean? Like, how did that come up? Like, that you named Man. yourself Amadeus. So, in school, we were forced to watch the movie. And I didn't want to watch the movie. I didn't care nothing about it. But we had to watch the movie. Now, me being a youngin, you turn on all of the lights. I'm sitting next to the girls. So, you know, I, cool. We watch the movie. We ain't got to do no work. But I really, like, paid attention. And I'm looking at this movie, and I'm like, yo, this dude is wow, man. Like, wow, but, like. Really talented, nuts, class clown, love chicks, and we just really had a lot in common. So I nothing of it, left it alone, start producing. My boy is like, yo, my partner at the time was like, we need to give you a name, man. My my original name was A Boogie. Mm, mm. They laughed their ass off. And now we have an A Boogie. And now you have an A Boogie, right? You know, moment, point I'm making is you got to do you and got to be you, man. I love mm. A Boogie. Everybody laughed at it. And now we have an A Boogie from the Bronx. Hybrid. Rocking. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. He's so you just got to do you, man. But he said, I think he said Beethoven and like Wolfgang. And I'm like, nah. He said Amadeus. And I was just like, eh. I didn't really like it. But I remember the movie. So I'm like, all right, we'll see. Let's let's give it a try. Right? So I'm hearing people say, oh, what's up, Amadeus? And it has like a little ring to it. And so I'm like, well, maybe this will work. And then I'm like looking at it like, well, Maybe I can be like the hip-hop Amadeus. Because mm. Amadeus is legendary, man. Like, youngin, so many masterpieces he created. What if I could be that for hip-hop? What if I could be that for R&B? Took on a name late in my career. Learned it means loves God. So it just was fitting. Mm. You know, it, it, it fit me very well. You know, your first placement that you spoke about with Foxy Brown, it brought in some money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, what what the fuck did you know, like, like how to you know get placed or Dude. how to how to get the money sent to you? Like how did you like did you call someone or? So I'm glad you brought that up. All that was a nightmare, mm. nightmare because I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know how know how it worked. Didn't understand the paperwork aspect, you know. And at that time, Gavin Foxy's brother mm-hmm. was kind of like hands on in the studio, part of the creative process, and he had pretty much control over everything and. It was it was fucked up because he had basically went to Dev Jam, said, you know, I produced this with Amadeus and got the first half. I had no idea. I don't know how this shit works. So I'm getting the label reaching out to me. Hey, I heard you produce a song with Gavin. And I'm like, nah, I produced this shit in my living room by myself. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, but you know, Gavin said y'all did it together. Nah. Right? So now it's my word against his. My word against his to Def Jam, who's Foxy is signed to. Mm. So it was a nightmare, nightmare trying to collect the net because the first half is already the first half is already gone. They're not going to recut that check; it's gone. So now I got to collect the back end. Now collecting the back end is different because we're not paying you the back end until the song is done, till the song is mixed, till the paperwork is done. 
till the paperwork is signed. All the agreement is done. You're not getting that. To, so I had to wait for all of that to, to get done. Mind you, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So a messed up situation, but a situation that taught me the do's and the don'ts. You know, and some shit you can avoid, some shit you can't. Me being a youngin', not knowing anyone, no one at the label, just just happy to be there, you know, playing beats, not knowing shit. You know, and at that moment, I had to figure it out. So I went and got the book, everything you need to know about the music industry. Read it, read it, and read it's it. A, it's read a real it, book. It. It's a real book. Yeah. Who who, who made Donald that book? Passman uh, is two. Donald Passman has one, and then there's a, another a young man named uh, Kashif. And it's called yeah, everything. everything you need to know about the music business. And you're, you're saying it helped you. Oh man, taught me, like taught me everything I needed to know: the basics, publishing, royalties, sure. paperwork, agreements, percentages, f- producer uh, uh, advances. That's how I knew about front and back end because of that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I had to figure it out. You know, you, you produce songs like I was saying before for J Lo, mm-hmm. Trey songs, uh, Fifty. Yeah, Fifty. Uh, G I mean, Unit, Dipset. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. But I'm sure there were times being a producer, especially at that time, correct me if I'm wrong, it's almost like being a freelancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make, uh, I always say this, you know, I've been a freelancer for a long time. You can make 100000 in six months and then make 10000 for the rest of the if six that, months. Right. You know, um, yeah. were there times where it was hard, where you were thinking of like, fuck, you know, do I have to do something else? Or did you right. do something else in the meantime? or? Man, um, definitely, the, definitely times like that because, like you said, there's moments where you're on fire and you're just rocking and it's, and you riding the wave and it's good and then there's there's the downtime, you know, where maybe not as many artists are working, sure, or maybe you know artists kind of have their set go to producers or teams, in house teams that they work with, and you kind of gotta break through that. So there's different moments you deal with, um, but tough, tough times. I mean, one, but I I always stuck with it. Always stuck with Did it. Did you ever feel like quitting? Uh, yeah, you always do with anything. You always, you know. Do you remember you, a reason why? Like, you know. I remember multiple reasons of maybe feeling like things are not happening fast enough. Knowing you possess the talent. Knowing you may have more talent than those that are on and prospering. Mm-hmm. Um, checks taking forever to come. I remember one time it being Christmas. And I was waiting on this one check. And they hit me. I think they called me like December 23rd. And it was like five o'clock. And I was living in Yonkers. Like, your check came. It's here right now. I'm here to six. Let me know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And but like, I'm on the phone, like in the elevator. Like, I'm coming. You kidding me? Yeah. Drove down from Yonkers to in Def Jam. I think they was on 47th, 48th. <laughs> like, going crazy to get that check. Been waiting in that check for months, mm. you know, and that check made Christmas happen, you know. Yeah. So there's so many moments that I can think about where it was just, it was just hard, and I just took that energy of concern and worried and just put it into music, man. And I felt like I made incredible music that way, like being pressured of how you gonna pay that next month, mm. how you gonna pay that the next two months. Um, I remember one thing where we were we were having a child, my son. And I didn't know what to expect. New dad, young. I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm, I don't, what does that cost? <laughs> and I got a job. Produce Amadeus, plaques on the wall, rocking. People know me. Went and got a job as a, as a receptionist. A friend 
of of my ex wife at the time was like, hey, I got this position. I know if anybody needs it, but you know, low low money in the city, you know, receptionist, and she's looking at me like, what you gonna do? I'm like, I'm a producer. I'm gonna keep making these beats. But yeah, we about to have a kid. Boom, boom, boom. And I took the job for like three, four months. One of the hardest things and decisions I made, but I felt like I wanted to be prepared for my son. Sure. Save up, get some money going. But I used it. So I was right on 55th and 7th. Yo, 4 o'clock hit, whatever time I hit, the type of label meetings I was taking right there in the city, my backpack with the CDs there, moving and shaking, people coming in the office recognizing me, me mm. being embarrassed. Like, can't you have a dance? I'm like, yeah. What are you doing in here? Working. <laughs> mm. But why? Got a kid on the way, man. Got to do what you got to do. You know, so definitely a humbling moment. Um, but I felt I needed to do that. You know, I speak, it's crazy. Uh, I actually uh, admire you a lot just to hear that. You know, I remember early on Combat Jack show too. You know, we like, we, we were moving and grooving. Mm-hmm. But uh, we weren't making no money. Yeah. And uh, my man had got me a job at the bread route. So I wow. would like, I had a night job. It was pretty, it, it was night. It was like, but it was easy, you know. I had mm-hmm. the sprinter, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, you had thirty accounts every night. You would have to get, you know, this one gets twelve dozen right. rolls. Right. Three, you have to put it together. Yeah. Drop it off. Right. You know what I mean? It it, it, it was cool. A lot of thinking though at night. Um. But I I I I I compare it to this. I remember we were, uh, sat with Big Daddy Kane. Wow. And uh, Big Daddy Kane, a hero, a rap hero for me growing up. And sat with him. He gave me his number. He's like, go oh, as Bill because he cooks. And I had this, you know, uh, you got to eat this site that I was starting. I was telling him about. Wow. And then I go to the bakery and the guy's like, yo, get the fucking semolina. Put it over here. Man. Load up your fucking truck. And I was like, like I, I, I was like, yo, I was just with Big Daddy K. I didn't tell him that, but I felt like. Big time. Yo, who I you talking to that. like that? Like, yo, Big you know? time. And, but I had to make sure my. Kids were okay. Yes, sir. I have had a lot of great moments, and I had a lot of struggle moments yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, But at the end of the day, as humble, and I respect you and Amari. Thank you, you, my brother. For saying that, because even even for me, those moments were humbling. Yeah. Uh, frustrating. Yes, sir. But they made me who I am today. Yes, sir. You know, um, I ain't afraid to, uh, uh, you know, be a hustler. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, 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 and hustler don't only mean, uh, you know, like uh, crooked shit, right? Absolutely, it's about Absolutely. making shit happen. Absolutely, you know? um, Absolutely. But but that's important to hear. But then, what about the moments? Like, what would you say? Like, what's your what's your most without digging in your pockets? But what's your most uh, song that you produced that has done really really well for you? Um, probably I, between these two, I would say because um, I produced the ESPN first take theme song. Okay. Was it that with uh, Stalin? Uh, yeah, Stalin and uh, Wale. Shouts to yeah, Stalin and Wale. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that, because it comes on every day. Yeah. <laughs> multiple times a day. Um, so that, and probably the Bieber song. So the Justin Bieber song was featured on a, on this Christmas album, Under the Mistletoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, produced a record called Christmas Eve, written by Chris Brown. Um, and that, 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 that's been great. Because you got to think, it's a Christmas album. Christmas album, Christmas comes on, comes along every year. Mm. So every ho, ho, year, ho. yeah, every year there's an opportunity for, you know, that album to be sold and purchased. And then what's also great is the song I did is called Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve comes every single 
every single year. So I, I would say those two projects, if I could throw one more in, I would say um, me producing nine songs on Chris Brown's Heartbreak on a Full Moon album. Mm. Um Nine, nine. What's the what's your what's the one that you, you know that your favorite? <sighs> Nine's a lot, lot. Probably it's a song called Yellow Tape. Okay. Um, and he's really speaking spe- speaking that truth. Just the 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 police brutality, brutality. I'm screwing that word up. Brutality. Um, him going to jail, um, dealing with POs and, um. Just life struggle, drugs, women, the club scene, money. So he was just very transparent um, in that song. So I think I would say it's it's not the most popular song, but what's crazy is um, on the last tour he had, the party tour, he performed that song, which mm-hmm. was a shocker to me because there's other records that I have on there with him that's like party and like turn up and dance. and But he chose that song, and it was a moment in the show um, where everyone was, excuse me, was just silent mm. and just looked and listened. And nobody was turning up. It wasn't that type of song. It was mm. a, a song a where you had to listen. Yeah. So just to see, now I went to two shows. I went to see the show that he did at Prudential and a show in Brooklyn. And it was the same at both nights where people just listened. There wasn't no dancing. Just, he just talked and people listened. Um, so I got to say yellow tape on that album. How's a kid from the Bronx? Uh Grow up in a church family. Buckwild kind of brings you under the wing. Mm-hmm. You learn fast. You start producing right. for people. How does, you know, even, even you know, son came along. Yeah, yeah. Got a regular job for mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. How, does, how does one, with all that said, um, produce nine songs for Chris Brown? How, yeah. how does that even happen? Again, relationships, man. Um I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, so I was on tour with Trey. Trey Songs. Trey Songs, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, with, with Trey Songs, there's a there was a dude named Lonnie Burrell, and he's a, a singer-songwriter, um, and he was touring with, was it Mario or Monica? I forgot who it was. And then we were on the same tour, Trey Songs, Monica. And he kept saying, yo, I know you produce, man. I know you got some heat. Yo, give me some heat. I'm, I'm going to be in with Chris Brown soon. I'm like, I bet, you know, and I never was a person to be doubting. I go, okay, let's let's just see. And I remember giving him a folder, right? And he's like, yo, I played it for Brown. He likes what you're doing, boom, 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 boom. Think nothing of it, on tour. Tiger puts out Well Done, Uh first mixtape, right? Um, Then puts out Two. I'm listening to Two. I forgot how I got on it, but I'm listening to Two. Like, yo, this is dope. Let me listen to One. Turn on One. Song comes on, named Wonder Woman. I'm, hit, I'm listening to the beat like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> My joint. Tiger and Chris Brown, Wonder Woman, right? Mm. Google Wonder Woman. Yo, these dudes shot a video to it. World Star, 12 million views. Had no idea. Chris Brown and Tiger. Yes. Wonder Woman, you produced. Yeah. yeah. Video, everything. Popping. Hitman at the time. Hip Puff. I said, yo, this is a song I'm right now. I know nothing about it. Popping. I ain't get paid for it. You know, pub with the money. You yeah. didn't pay for it? Who put it out? I have no idea. I had the Blackberry. What you want to do? What you want to do, Playboy? <laughs> Let's get this paper. All right, cool. Let me look into it. Hits me back. And he's like, all right, um, how much you want for it? And I'm like, you know what? It's a mixtape. Shot a video. I'm not going. I'll probably get, what, 2500 three grand. You Keep that. 
how about we have, and I wasn't even on Instagram, Instagram wasn't even out yet. I said, let's have Tiger, Chris Brown, and you tweet, I produced that song. Let's start with that. He's like, all right, cool. Everybody's, you know, post a tweet. People going crazy. I love that song. Followers is going up. So I'm thinking. So I'm like, all right, I'm good with that. You want no money? I'm cool. Find out what they're working on. I'm, I'm, I'm Chris, it's Chris Brown, bro. Like, find out what we're working on. Let's make some music. Right? Tina Davis hits me. Uh-huh. Hey, you know, I heard you this, this record, boom, boom, boom. Chris is going in the studio with Brandy. I'm like, Brandy, send me a folder. Cool. Send him a folder. Didn't hear nothing. A month later, I'm going to the car wash in the Bronx. Tina calls. Yeah, so Chris ain't going with Brandy, but he did go in with, with Justin Bieber. I'm like, all right. And they wrote a song. It's called Christmas Eve. It's going to be on his Christmas album. Congratulations. And that was the start of me and Brown's relationship. So we didn't, he didn't, like a lot of, I can't win when he broke up with Karuji and put out, leaked the song, did that. Did a song, two songs on X-File mixtape he put out. Did that. So I, he kept leaking shit. And that's how we, that's how it started. And that created the relationship of us creating records. The first official thing we did together was the album that Chris and Tiger did, Tiger Give, um, fan of a fan album. Mm. Produced West Side, first song on the album. Got paid. West Side. Yeah, mad hot, mad happy. And that just opened up the door, man. And after that, songs after song, then we did D- Dave East, perfect. Chris Brown and Dave. Um, and the, the, the nine ended up on Heartbreak on the Full Moon. Mm. Got one on Indigo that's coming out in the end of the month. Um, and it just, just became this cipher where... Get a folder, send it to him, he'll pin up. We probably got like 50, 60 songs in a pipeline that mm. no one's ever heard. Mm. Um, so again, that I tell that story to say I could have went, got the bag, spent the bag, sure. two twenty-five hundred, three grand. What am I doing with that? Yeah. But I turned that into a relationship. You invested in your future. You know, which has allowed me to create all these different records. Mm. I love it. Uh you know what? Uh let's take a quick break. We're sitting here. With the one and only Amadeus finally made his way to the Premium Pete show. Yeah, daddy. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I love the story already, man. I knew I was going to love it, man. Thank you, my brother. Uh, Not only are you a talented brother, but you're someone who uh, uh, never stopped following their dreams, man. Absolutely. And wasn't afraid. Yes, sir. uh, 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 You know, to jump over the hurdle. Absolutely. Take a left, take a right. Yes, sir. But get right back on track. Internets, we'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Chip. What up, what up, y'all? This your main man, M. Greasy, a.k.a. Memphis Bleak, a.k.a. Greasy, a.k.a. Blizzle, a.k.a. Fuck Your Wife, right here on the Premium Pete Show. And I don't mean fuck her as, like, I don't like her. I mean fuck her as I take her from you. You heard me? Yeah. Internet, and we're back sitting here with producer extraordinaire, <laughs> Amadeus. Yes, sir. Yes, BX's sir. own Amadeus. Man. Are you still living in BX? I'm in Brooklyn, man. Okay, really? I'm like, what the hell am I doing in Brooklyn, man? Man, man, it's sad to say, me being a Brooklyn Knight, you know, I got out of Brooklyn like about eight, nine years ago. Okay. Moved to Jersey. Okay, how you like it? I like it because there's no alternate side parking. Uh, you, you know, yo, yo, if you don't have a you garage, it, bro. If you don't have a driveway in Brooklyn. You, you live in a struggle life, man. You called it, and 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 mind you, I I lived upstate, kind of upstate, uh, near Woodbury. Okay, so yeah, like, that's where you know we we pretty much raised our son, um, you know, and left up there. And how many kids up, you got, man? Uh, two. I got a I got a fourteen year old boy, and um, a six a six year old stepdaughter. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And and man, so I'm I'm used to. Coming home late, early, whatever, pulling in my driveway, bro. Yeah. My driveway. So 
it's been a it's been a challenge. Yeah, living in BK. Told my what day is it today? Let me move the car. What time yeah. is it? can I park here? Oh, it and if you don't, man? for internet to listen, that don't or that may be like there's a lot of internet to listen in Canada, yeah, or, or Australia. Yeah, you may not even man. know what he is talking about. Sheesh. Is they have alternate side parking? If you do not move your car, you will be slapped with a motherfucking ticket. Yeah, okay? big time. And, and 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 with the quickness, big time. Okay, and, 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 and be, yeah, and before you like, I give example. There's times I tried to park by my aunt's house, went around and around and mm-hmm. around and around. Mm-hmm. I said, fuck it. <laughs> I put it right by the Johnny pump, the fire hydrant for people who don't know what that means. Right. Come out, got a ticket. Got you know how ticket. much that ticket is? Yo, bro. Like 165 Okay? Man. Anyway, listen, I, I ain't going to even try to uh, <laughs> stress this bless. We want we to enjoy this yes, episode. Yes, we do. So now we spoke about earlier on you... Uh, working with Puff, yes, sir. Kind of, I shouldn't say interning. Am I saying interning for Hitman or no? I was actually Puff, you were a Hitman, yeah, yeah, yeah man, hitman, but, yeah. but but how does that even? Okay, how do you, how do you? Again, I you know it's not a lot. Sometimes when you live in your life, mm-hmm. you don't understand the people who are listening, gotcha. meaning like or watching. Yes, sir. like how do you like how how do you get to work with? Or for Puff, right? Puff Daddy, you Pete Diddy. My my whole career, Pete, has been based off of vision and what I've dreamt and what I've wanted to do and wanted to be. Ever since I was a little kid, I looked up to Puff. Like I dressed him, like dressed like him. I had the curls, I had the the natural center part that formed. I used to wear the shades. High school, they called me Lil Puff. Mm. That's how like crazy it was. So I've always said it. I'm like, man, one day I'm gonna be a part of Bad Boy. I'm gonna be a hitman. I'm going to do this. I'm going to tour the world. I'm going to play Magic Square Garden. Everything that I'm doing, I've set. And growing up, man, people laughed and people, you know, frowned upon it. Like, man, what are you talking about? You ain't going to be no puff, man. You ain't going to. Like, I remember graduating from high school, working at Athlete's Foot on 34th Street. Mm. Quit my job. Told everybody that I quit my job because I was signing the bad boy. I didn't even know puff yet. But I just had this way of thinking that to me was reality and to everybody else was like Talking so far into existence. Absolutely. Mm. You know, and that's how it came together. And me, you know, connecting with Buck Wild earlier in my career, me co- uh, connected with D-Dot, who also became a mentor. I kind of was in the midst, but not really. And when I came to Bad Boy, I already had a resume. My re- I had already produced for like 40 artists. So I had created a name for myself as a producer that he knew of. Um, and it was a record that I did with um, Sherry Dennis called Waiting mm. that grabbed his ear. Very unique, because I used to do a lot of hip-hop, so it was an R&B joint, like real R&B, very soulful. Soulful, yeah. And that grabbed his attention. He was, who was, was Amadeus kid, you know? And I got to work in the studio with Heavy D for two months, God rest his soul. Rest in peace. Um, man, and a legend, just mm. in the studio for two months straight every day, Daddy's house, sound on sound, right track, and Puff would walk in, not say nothing, <laughs> sit down with heavy, lift, lift, and listen to whatever we created, left. And I just was like, that was Puff, man, oh man, like, and and then that Sherry Dennis thing happened, and then, like I said, that was when Day 26 and Danny Kane making a band, all that was kind of uh, when I got on the scene. Um, so, like, I was the youngin', like you said, I was the youngin'. Happy to be there, happy to work. He put me on when he had his making a band show, making the, when he was looking for a, a band to be a tour with him. Uh-huh. I was on that show as a judge and and the music director. 
He had me scoring, like, work for Diddy um, and Star Maker. So, you know, it was a, I was a part of all of these other different ventures and avenues that he had going on. So it was kind of like he was working on, I think, Last Train to Paris when I was around and, and Press Play album. And um, so it was just, just dope to be around, man, and, and, mm. and taking so much information and knowledge in, in the studio. Is there a moment that uh, you remember with Puff that kind of stuck with you to this day? Um like that you shared with him or that something he told you or, or glad you asked that. Two things. Um I think when we first because they had put me in the studio that they think it was the B room. B room is like where big big recorded a lot. Um so, so no no mini room, mini room, mini room. So I made a lot of beats in the mini room. Puff room was A room. Marion Warren and, and uh D Dot worked a lot worked out of B. Um and he like went came in mini room. It's like, yo, what's up, my man? Come out at me. Went to Studio A. And he's like, I just want to kind of play you. This is where he first started working on Last Train in Paris. I'm going to kind of play you the direction. I don't really know what I want yet, but let me just let you know what I'm listening to. So he's playing stuff. And he's like looking at me, right? Not really saying anything, just kind of looking at me. Just like I'm looking at you and like playing stuff and just looking at me. Um, and stopped the music and just turned around and just looked me in the eye. Just, just stared at me for like the longest one minute ever. Right, stop, turn around, put the music back on. It was like, yo, I'm going to come in midi room here. What you got? Cool. Go in the midi room, get a call from Fran. Fran, and she she passed away, so rest in peace, Fran. Fran Spiro managed all of the bad boy hitman producers. So she called and was like, you passed the test. And I'm like, what test? She was like, the puff stare down. Mm. She's like, you didn't, I heard you didn't flinch. You didn't blink. You know, you didn't do any of that. You just locked in. He loves that shit. Welcome to Bad Boy. You know, so that was one moment. And I think the other moment was, he was in the studio. He's recording. I was on the way to my church for a youth, with, for a youth event. Um, and I wanted to get a video of him expressing what God meant to him. Mm. And he was like, yo, come do it tomorrow. I'm recording right now. Uh, come do it tomorrow. I got you. And I kept saying, nah, man, I need this right now. Because I'm going to go up to the church. I'm going to play it for the kids like right now. Nah, let's just do it tomorrow. And I kept, I was just like, nah, I need it today, big bro, like today. And I'm, and when you think about it, it's a young, young little hitman telling Puff what he needs, right? So he, after me saying what I said like 10 times, he was like, all right, come on, man. Walks back into A room. He's recording, bro. Press stop. It's like, go. It's like, yo, him, him, my brother, I'm a dad. He wants to know what God means to me. Breaks it down. Goes in. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, did you just do that? And he's like, get out of here, man. <laughs> and I left. When I never forget it. Went to the church. And I was like, I got a video of Puff right now. I was like, you ain't got no video of Puff. Put that joint on in the big screen. Everybody was like, because you never... You hear him say, God bless. You hear him say, you know, thank God. Sure, sure. But for him to break it down raw and uncut like that, none, n- nothing premeditated, just right on the money was just like, wow. Mm. You know, so that was a, an- another moment that I would never forget. Mm. You know, you uh, spoke about making a song with Justin Bieber. Were you in the studio? Or nah, you, you know that? what? I'm glad you brought that up. This new age we're in, man, a lot of, the, a lot of us producers, you know, don't have that luxury, man. Like, as many records as I have with Chris Brown, I've never been in a studio with Chris Really? Brown. Fuck. From the Perfect wow. with Davies to the Nine on Heartbreak on the Full Moon, One on Indigo coming, 
Tiger. I've never stepped foot in the same studio with with Brown. Who have you been in the studio with? Trey. Trey Songs. Trey Songs. We, we we went in. We was rehearsing for a Valentine's Day show in New York. Snowstorm. I never forget it. And he's like, "Yo, what you doing tonight?" I'm like, "Going home." <laughs> like trying to get home. That's when I was living upstate. He's like, "Come to the studio." I'm like, all right, cool. Went to the studio. I think we did like seven songs in like two days. Mm. Um, one of those songs, a song with him and Jim Jones that Jim Jones put out. And another song is called Sneaky um, that's actually on the Trigger album. Mm. Yeah, so I've been in the studio with Trey, Trey, been in the studio with Mike Jones, Lil Mo, uh, Cam, Jim Jones. So, you know, uh, back, you know, I've been in this for 18 years. Um, so when I first started, you was, you would go to the studio. Sure, you sure. You track out the beat. You hands on. You mixing. You, you doing drops. Now it's just like, yo, send the folder, man. Send the beat back. Yeah, send the, pick it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, I don't love it, but it ain't broke. You, you know, know, as we're on that topic, you've been in 18 years yeah. producing for over 90, 90 artists, artists right yeah. now. Again, I told it before, J-Lo, mm-hmm. Justin Bieber, Trey Songs, yeah. 50 Cent. Yeah. Uh, the list goes on. Um, what's the difference from then mm. to now? Like, meaning, because like, some people don't evolve. Right. And you could, you know, it's funny because it's like you could just be pushed out. Mm-hmm. You could be one of those dudes like, ah, man, yeah. it's different. The game ain't the right. same anymore. Right. How are you still, man. you know, in Great the question. mix? Yeah. Um, Like you said, being able to evolve, being able to collaborate. I think that's key and just keeping your ear to what's going on and not being so stubborn and stuck in your ways where you don't want to navigate to a different direction or a different sound. You know, music always changes, man. F- you know, from what my parents were playing to what I was listening to, Karis One, like Graham Pooba, like mm. Eric Sermon, EPMD, like Red Man, like Method Man, Wu Tang, like that's what I was listening to. You know, so now it's different. Um, so I feel like me collaborating, me uh vibing with the younger with the younger generation, with the younger musician, with the younger producers that's i'm showing them game from you know they consider me as young og and these are the youngins you know so it's like we're, we're just trading off information oh so this is what this is what we using this is what we put on the 808s when i did this record for yachty or you know what i'm saying uzi like okay that's what you're doing all right cool so it's like you said it's about being able to evolve and adapt to what's going mm-hmm. on uh which allowed me to be relevant today you know you, you've been producing 18 years uh made some money mm-hmm. you know have is that have you took any of that money and did other things with it like have you you know is is have you made any other investments in things that could lead more than say the music have you have you tried to do that i think my, my biggest investment i made was when you know was 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 purchasing the home mm. you know and that was like younger this is before my son was even born he's 14 now Mm. Um, you know, so I've done things like that, invested in the studio. Um, but now older, mature, wiser, now my, my I'm tuned in. You know, so I'm like teaching now and 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 public speaking and um other avenues and just and just making sure that all my eggs are not in one basket. So True. producing, touring with Trey Songs. I have a residency in Vegas at Dre's nightclub every weekend. I'm playing at the club out there. You know, like I said, teaching, doing panels and speaking at school. So now I get it. Now I understand. But 
Finances with production is so weird. It's like when you look at artists, you know, artists are buying houses and opening up restaurants and we the producers, man. Like, it's just different. We not really respected and compensated as we used to. Why is that, man? I think it's just a lack of appreciation and lack of respect. Um, I miss being able to open up CDs with credits. It's the first thing I used to, when I used to, when I was young and I would go to the Wiz or FYE, I wouldn't even listen to the CD until I read the entire credits to see who did what. Oh, Hitman did that. Oh, Dre did that. Scott Storch did that. Just Blaze. Oh, excuse me. I can't wait. Like, man, now it's like, we don't care. And I used to say to my, my IG where it's like, the photographer and the videographer gets credited before the producer mm. or more credited than the producer. You, you, know, you, you know, it's crazy not to cut you off, but I'm thinking of uh, when French Montana was on the breakfast club and they brought up uh, the song he made. It was a hit with Sway Lee. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, was, yeah. It, was Unforgettable. It called? Unforgettable. Unforgettable. Yeah. And he couldn't remember the producer's Bro. name. And I'm, I'm not knocking him. Right, right. But but I, but, on, but that's a fucking smash. Let me explain to you. I'm a type of dude. If I'm French Montana and that's a smash, right. I'm looking at you. May bro. have made me buy a Bentley. Bro. You may have put my kid How through college for that song. I'm remember you for the bro, rest of my egg. motherfucking exactly. life. I'm dead serious, Real Benton. Talk. I'm dead serious. I, I you know I'm gonna remember everyone. Like for instance, if I'm sitting here at Reverse Rolls on the Premium Pete show. I'm about yo, and I'm gonna start telling stories about oh this beat, yeah, because of this dude. Right. Well, first of all, shouts to that dude, yeah, because everyone is you know, I don't know, man, I don't know, you know. Um, speaking of that, do you feel that producers are you know moving forward? Are they gonna be in a better space now than you know than? It's trying, man. It's it's trying. I think like a lot of the companies and corporations and brands are uh, are. Like I think Billboard just had a have a like a producer list top one hundred or something mm-hmm. like now that they added. I think you know Spotify or if I'm not mistaken is is adding the credits, you know, um, to the playlist and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So slowly but surely we're we're getting it, but it's tough. And I think the younger generation is 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 kind of the blame as well because they're not respecting themselves as musicians and producers, and they'll take anything. I had I had a conversation and I'm gonna talk about it the first time ever last week where an artist was like, Hey, I have this for a track from you. And I'm like, not gonna work. Yeah, but you know, we we can go get YouTube producers for this. That's cool. <laughs> but we're talking about me right now. So it was kind of a moment where I had to step out of the humble trust, sure. And oh been doing this for eighteen years, man. Just in case you, because you might, as a manager, or you might not know. That's fine. So let me, I mean, let me educate you today on who you're talking to. Am I the biggest producer in the world? No, but I've I've paid my dues and I've earned, earned your stripes. I earned my stripes, man. And cool, you're saying you're independent. No problem. Let's figure it out. Let's figure out a way where we can both be comfortable. Don't just say, "Here's what I got," and that's it. Take it, or leave it. Or if not, I'm gonna go get a you know a YouTube producer. So. The fact that they're willing to take any and everything, it hurts. It hurts us because the value isn't there anymore. You know, the money, too. It's like because a lot of producers don't get – you think about it. Even like 
in this day and age, like we, before we mentioned Scott Storch, mm-hmm. like back then he used to get two hundred fifty thousand a beat and get a uh, uh, you know a uh, uh, producer credits. Uh, N- now you're lucky if you get twenty five thousand. You know, so 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 the point I'm making is 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 how do how do how does that even like how how does a producer make its money that you know now right. versus say then because if it's not a big advance can right. you still make money it's tough right. man because yeah. it goes, uh, think about it you you mentioned and not to cut you off but you mentioned christmas mm-hmm. so christmas is is, mm-hmm. is it comes around so that makes money right Something gets put in a movie right but some of the other stuff may not be like it may just be a simple check yeah yeah, you know, yeah. Christmas comes around every. I'm sure, probably like uh, uh, October, November, December, mm-hmm. may, or November, December. Maybe you get a bigger check, right? right. Maybe right. you know, I'm just. And sometimes it comes after. So, like for instance, the sales that are reflecting from like the Christmas B album, you know, we have to let Christmas pass first. So, and then we get, and then from ASCAP or BMI, whoever you with, you get paid quarterly. So maybe like three times a month. I mean, three times a year. So. I might not see that December joint till like April, May. Yeah, you know what I mean. So but you got it's... water on the mic. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, oh, you couldn't hear him. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But Little, um, uh, so it depends, man. Sometimes turn that you... up a drop. There you go. There you go. Sometimes you get paid after. Yeah. You know. So I think when you look at like where I'm at now in my career, I do so much, and I feel like I have to do so much because. The, the producer shit ain't it just ain't cutting it no more, man. Like I have to. I'm touring. What I want to, of course, I want to. I love touring. I love touring with Trey songs, but I tour with Trey songs. I got. I play at the club in Las Vegas. Dre's. I teach. I speak. You know, you have to. Sure, you gotta be. Yeah, sure, you gotta be. One thing ain't going ain't gonna cut it. Like if I got, a, I have a family. I got kids. I got bills, responsibilities. You know, son going to high school. Like he's my height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So them sneakers ain't, you know, them sneakers ain't sure, $25 sure, sure. no more, man. And, and, and they don't want just one pair. Nah. I mean, you know, you think about it, it's funny because I always say this too. I remember growing up, man, I was dying to get one pair of Jordans. Yo. And I had to uh, work the paper route to get mm-hmm. that Jordan. And I think about it now, if you get your kid one pair of sneakers, right, and he wears them all the time, that's almost as bad as him having <laughs> terrible because people are like, yo, my man, you wear right. the Jordans every day. Real. You know what I'm saying? Like, Real like talk. you know, it, it, it's crazy. And I think about, you know what I really think about? Uh, single moms. Yeah. When that happens, because I know like the, the kid, it's not easy. Cause he's like, <laughs> no, yo, I'm going to break this 200 off yo. on this pair. But really we live in a day and age where kids need a rotation. Yeah. I don't say they, they need one, right? but like, yeah, right. but it would right. be, Ideal for, but but you know what? Let me say, let's be smart. So if you get him a Jordan, buy him a Vans. Yes, sir. Buy him a Converse. I'm on it, right? So I'm at a listen. I'm I'm grateful because even though he's 14, he's not on it like that. Yeah, he ain't like, hey, dad, I want the. I'm like telling him like, yo, you you saw the new Kyrie's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, here's a new Kyrie's. He's like, don't let them sneak you. Don't let them sneak you though. Because I tell you one thing, my daughter wasn't on sneakers all her fucking life. She's 19 now. And now now all of a sudden she's like, uh, Dad, can I get the zebra Yeezys? Like, what? Yeezys? I go, I'm, I'm over here calling people. It's just like 800, Yo. 900. And they're like, I can get a few for four and a quarter. Right. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to pay four and a quarter. Not Two either. No, but but the, oh, 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 she's always been a sandal, Ugg. You know, I remember, I'll never forget when she was born, 
uh, uh, not born when she was like four years old, or, or I remember what age maybe now, but it was kid sneakers. I bought a, I had gave her I had 1992 Bordeaux, and uh, I gave them to her, and I, you know, and I'll never forget her mother. Like she didn't have them no more. Like she didn't wear them. I'm like, yo, where are they? And she's like, oh, mom gave them to the next door neighbor. You know, I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, why? What the fuck? Like, give me those back. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Those wow. are classics. She never really cared about sneakers like that. And now she's, I guess, I don't know, the Yeezy. Jesus has took over. Let me, but. let me enjoy this moment then while while he's not asking yeah, me for anything. Yeah. Well, or maybe a car. You know? Who knows what they ask for? But you know, it's it, it's 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 special to be able to share those moments. Yeah. I always say this. Um it's it's tough being a pops yeah. um, you know, in independent uh, uh world right. in a freelancer right. world. Right, right. You know, because sometimes shit is great mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's dry. not and and, and I be, I just learned to go with the flow, man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and you know if you have it, you know, you have it, and they're know. good kids, mm-hmm. you try to give it to them. Right, I agree. You know, um, and when you don't have it, you let them know. Yeah. This month, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the weather's only about sixty four, <laughs> but things are gonna get better. Right, the sun's gonna come out. I like it. And uh, I'm like gonna put it. that uh, that jupe cologne back on, and your boy gonna be flossing out here. Internet, Amadeus, yeah. uh, from the BX, man. Mom and pops put them in the choir early. <laughs> okay, church, uh, church has taught them life. Absolutely, working, uh, moving along uh, to Puff, to Trey songs, man. to Bieber. But before that, even uh, you know, working a regular job, man. Right, right. Uh, being humble, yes, sir. Uh, being somewhat. I, I don't want to say this like you're embarrassed, but where you almost uh, like I and I I love this part about uh, the episode is that you know you overcame and you did what you had to do because you were having a kid. Yes, sir. But I taught you a lot. I, I bring it up only again because it's it, it, it's that special. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this produces all over, just like this artist. Right. There's a million artists. There's a million podcasters. Mm-hmm. There's a million of everything. Right. There's a producer listening uh, who makes beats right now, uh, trying to get his way into the world, into the business, get his foot into the game. Right. What's some advice you have for him? Man, um, just be you. And I know that sounds like very cliche. Um, I think what, what's what's allowed me to sustain for 18 years is that I've always created what I felt in my heart, what I felt in my soul. It might not be the most popular thing, might might not be the most trendy thing, but it's what I felt. And when artists would hear those tracks, they would pour out their hearts and soul. So you might not get a club record, you might not get the strip club joint, but they might talk about their mom, they might talk about life situation. And that's something that can always live forever as a as a record and that people can relate to forever. So just be you, do you, um, uh, understand the business, learn the business, uh, and value yourself. Like value yourself, don't settle, don't feel like because you're new you have to accept zero, you have to accept no money, you have to accept no payment, no respect, like demand respect out the gate. You know, you, you kind of earn your stripes along the way and and how and you set the standard w- with how you begin in the game. So if you come in and feeling like, yo, man, I'm new, I don't really deserve anything, that's, that's what you're going to get. Mm. But if you come in new saying, I'm who I am, I'm using my God-given gifts and talents, and it's to be appreciated and respected, you know, you start you start out major. My first placement ever, you know, $10,000. You know, so it ain't got to be where, nah, I'm new, here's it for free. You know, artists got money. 
if 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 you labels got money, labels got money, artists got money. You know, you spend money on whatever you spend money on: sneakers, brands, eating. You know, invest in yourself, man, and and make people see you as an investment, as a musician, and as a producer. So, uh, a lot of what's happening now, we didn't have. It wasn't no internet, wasn't no social media. I had to really hit the streets. I had to hand out beat tapes and beat CDs. Everything is at your fingertips right now. From artists to management to opportunities to getting your music out there, you know, so I don't want to hear shit. Ain't no, ain't no excuses. It's at your fingertips. If you, if you want it, go get it. Mm, mm, amen. Uh, on Instagram, Amadeus. Yes, sir. A-M- A-M-A-D-E-U-S-P-B-M. You fucking with Twitter? Yeah. Amadeus. Yeah, producer. Uh, uh, produ- I was trying to get it. They, somebody took it somewhere, man. Motherfucker. So get, that, get it to me, man. Okay. Um, Twitter, producer Amadeus. Okay. You fuck with social media? Yeah, you know, heavy. You- Heavy, okay. heavy. Okay. I mean, I feel like it's the only way to really show the world what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big John. Okay, okay, okay. See, Giants, okay. man. I'm a little Wait. hot right now. Uh, Daniel Jones. No, I don't have a problem with him. Oh. I'm, I got a problem with letting Odell and Landon Collins. And, yeah, yeah. And Olivier yeah, Vernon. Yeah. I, I got a problem with that. What do you mean? Can, and I know we got to yeah. go. I just want to know why they let them three kings go. Amazing at what they do. Notice, I ain't see anybody else leave but them two, them three brothers. Mm, mm. So put it. You, it, you it, know why it, they did it, that? It, you know, only to come back and burn us. Listen, watch Landon Collins have like thirty-two tackles. I want him and to. six sacks to go in there we play Washington. I want him to go crazy. And then, and what's, what's the quarterback that um Redskins? Oh, uh, uh, Haskins. Yeah, I know. I know. They wouldn't never. I know. I know. Ever. You already know where I'm going with this, man. They would never, ever let that black king be the face of the franchise. You, I, I, I was I was open arms for that motherfucker. That's man. why Odell had to go. You do too much. Nah, that could be a chance. Who knows? I want him to be great. Listen, yeah. I, I didn't know who he was. I was like, why didn't we get, you know, the quarterback dude? But you know, listen, we we'll see. But I'm 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 I got a bad taste in my mouth right now. And 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 they got a, they got some proving to do to mm. me, man. They got some they got big time mm. same thing with my Knicks. Oh my god. That, when they did that to Melo, I was done. I don't know no Knicks game, I'm not watching shit. I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah, they disrespect. They dis- disrespect, they, bro. They, they, Too much disrespect they, they, in New they, York right now. Yeah, we we, so we got to bring things back. Come man. on, man. Uh, Internet. If 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 your team made the Giants, don't worry, and you're not dealing with heartache. Right. But it could be uh, uh you know another team you deal. There's a lot of fucking terrible teams out there. Yo. Oh my god. Internet. Listen, Amadeus. I uh, love the journey. Thank I'm glad you, you finally made it. Uh, Thank you for having made me. Made it man. here. Hey, King. Appreciate you, King. Yeah, yeah. you're you you're a good dude, Thank man. You, uh, um, you stuck with me now. You know that. Yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Yeah, we're gonna build. We're gonna uh, 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 even though that sounds corny sometimes. No, no, but, I like it. But uh, but I mean it. Um, uh, any new, any new projects you work on? Um, anything? Yeah, Chris like- Brown album, uh, June twenty eighth, Indigo got a record on there. Um, who uh, Young and May? A lot of records with Young and May coming. Uh, Tony Romiti, dope indie artist. Um, You're at the, Dre's what? nightclub in Ve- Dre's Las nightclub Vegas. Vegas. So Went every weekend, Ve- every weekend. Unless what, I what day? Like? Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Really? Yeah. Damn. Shout out to DJ Franzen out there. The whole Dre's family. Um, Trey songs. Got it. We got a show at. Uh, can I? Uh, I think I saw it on the internet. I'm gonna say it. Whatever. Um, I think it's the the Weezy Fest mm. out in New Orleans uh, with Trey and uh, Trey and I'm gonna go on. They performing at um in Amsterdam and. 
Belgium for like a, a festival out there. And you're going? Uh, I'm not. You know, I'm at out of 12 years, I probably missed two shows. Mm. Mm. And this is one of them because I'm actually being honored um, at the end of the month and I had to choose like show. Sure. Honored. Honored. You know, it happens once in life. So congratulations. Thank man. you for that. Trey was very supportive with that. So good times, man. Yo, how many miles you have? Uh, Ooh, you I'm popping. Huh? Diamond on, I'm diamond on uh, Delta right you. now. Look at you, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm trying to get to the next tier, though. Motherfucker, Amadeus, I've got Thank all you, these miles <laughs> eating salmon and chicken, <laughs> chick, chicken teriyaki on the plane. He's absolutely right. Eating russet potatoes. Yes. Internet, yes. a good brother right here, a talented brother. Thank you, my brother. Uh, uh, blessings. Thank you. Blessings to you. Cheer. Yes. Oh, yeah. I already told you that Amadeus episode is going to be special. The super producer, Amadeus. He's a real down-to-earth dude and has, has had his hand in producing some of the greatest tracks, you know, made, you know, with some of the biggest stars out there in the world. So, shouts to Amadeus. We wish him nothing but success. Make sure you lock into him. Check out what he's doing and, you know, keep it tuned in with Amadeus. Now, I, I usually say this in the beginning, but now I'm going to say it at the end for now because I forgot to. But open up your Instagram app, open up your Twitter app, at Premium P, at Premium P Show, and check the fuck in. Okay, let me know where you're listening from. Let me know what you let me know what's going on. A lot of y'all are inside. Are you drinking that Malbec? Are you, you know, cooking up some things? Let me know. At Premium P, at Premium Petro, Instagram or Twitter, and check in. Give me a big shout. Okay. Now, if you if you wanna, you know, find out about entrepreneurship, now's a great time. You want to ask me some questions about podcasting, producing, helping build networks. Uh, you know, if you work with a brand that wants to advertise on the premium P show, especially now, maybe they want to get the word out about something their brand is doing or something that they're involved in, email me, thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com. Again, thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com. If you want to, you know, like I said, you know, you want to reach out to me for, you know, small business, big business. If you're a listener, if you're, you know, if you're a friend of the show, email me. I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. You know, again, we could talk about entrepreneurship, podcasting, producing, advertising, you know, scripting out podcasting, anything that you're thinking of. Uh, you know, give me a shout for sure. I want you guys to stay safe throughout this time. Like I said, or, you know, in the beginning of the episode, we're going to keep it coming. You know, I got the, the, a lot of episodes in the, you know, in the, in the, in the can, as we say, and I look forward to everybody listening to them. And I want you to go back and throughout this time of, uh, you know, quarantine time, you know, dig in the catalog and tell a friend to tell a friend. A lot of people bite, yo, premium Pete, man, I really appreciate. How can I uh, support you? Well, Send a link and tell a friend to tell a friend. If there's a certain episode that you think somebody should listen to who don't know of my show, send it to them, okay? And then let them rate five stars, leave a comment, and, uh, you know, maybe maybe, maybe I'll send them a, a glass of Malbec or a, a bottle of wine. Internets, peace and blessings to you and your family. I'll see you next episode. Peace. Cheers.